Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump. Unusual weekend run out of the house in pandemic time. And uh, today I want to talk about something in relational type theory uh, that was raised by uh, an alert listener who asked me on email about this point. And um, so I was talking about inductive types and how we can derive inductive types within relational type theory, which is pretty exciting. I, I was seeing, um, not long ago, I was seeing uh, Tom Hales had a nice blog, big long blog post about lean. And one of the criti- criticisms he offered of lean, in addition to a lot of praise, was that the inductive types are part of the kernel. Now, I can't tell you that you'd be able, using the techniques I'm talking about, you'd for sure be able to kick inductive types out of a kernel if you were concerned. If I mean, it could be that performance considerations forced you to add some abstractions as primitives that you could actually derive. So I, I can't say that, but I can say that we can derive these things. I don't need to, we don't need them to be primitive for um, sort of just logical reasons. Anyhow, uh, so, and someone asked, well, when we have inductive types in other systems, there's some principles that we usually expect to go along with those inductive types. I mean, induction is the most obvious one, and we talked about that uh, in the recent episode where I, where I was speaking about these matters. But another one is um, the principle that's often called injectivity of constructors. So if you have, you know, you, you, inductive data types usually come with constructors, which are ways of building elements of the inductive data type. And one of the characteristics of these constructors is that as functions, they're, um, oh no, wait, I think I said it wrong. No, this isn't injectivity of constructors we need. Sorry. This is um, disjointness of range of constructors. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Injectivity of constructors, that's another perfectly sensible property. You don't map, uh, if you apply cons to two different tails, you need to get two different lists. You can't have your constructors map things down to the same list. Uh, the, the different different uh, components to the same inductive data type inductive data. Anyhow, I meant to say a disjointness of range. So what we mean is that it's not possible to build the same piece of data using two different constructors at the as as the outermost application. So there's there's no number which is both a zero and a successor of some other number, which of course is obvious from mathematics, but it is an inductive type. You know, for any inductive type, we expect this to be true. Whatever your constructors are, uh, they should have disjoint ranges. And a way to formulate that is to say, well, if I could prove that two constructors, um, uh, two terms built with this, with different constructors are equal, then I should be able to get some kind of contradiction. Like if I have zero, if I have assume zero equals one, then I should be able to get some kind of contradiction out of that fact because the ranges are disjoint, so saying that zero equals one is violating uh, disjointness of ranges. And we can derive a principle, like and in some type theories, like in um, uh, it just trying to encode, like if you try to lambda encode inductive types in the calculus of constructions, you can't derive, I mean, you can't derive very many of these principles you expect for inductive types. You can't derive induction, and you can't derive uh, disjointness of ranges. But in relational type theory, you can derive induction and you can derive disjointness of ranges. And uh, um, here's one way I saw to do it. Um, now, the interesting thing, though, is the form of inconsistency you get when you assume 
that let's say let's just be simple and think what what if I assume true equals false? Okay, then can I derive some kind of contradiction? And you can, and the kind of contradiction you can derive is kind of interesting. Um, so I want to ex tell you what that is. And of course, when we say true equals false in relational type theory, we're saying that true, like lambda encoded true, which is lambda x lambda y x, is equal. And what we say it's related by the bool type to false. So lambda x lambda y y. So we don't have a notion, a primitive notion of equality, because essentially all types are expressing this relational component. And in some cases, that turns out to be an actual equality relation, uh, at least a partial equivalence relation. Um, so uh, for Boole, you know, so the the type for church-encoded Booleans is just for all x, x to x to x. I'm sure we've talked about this in some ancient episode of the podcast. Uh, and so, and what you could say, think of it as saying for, in the relational setting, it's saying for any relation you want, if you give me two pairs of related inputs, then for, for, for two values to be related by the bool type, it means that no matter what relation you want, if you give me two pairs of related inputs, then the first Thing that you're saying is related by the bool type, let's call it T1, then T1 applied to the, the left components of these pairs is equal to T2 applied to the right components of these pairs. Okay. Um, because the church-encoded booleans just say, give me two, uh, two inputs and I'm going to pick one of them for you. If it's true, it'll pick the first one. If it's false, it'll pick the second one. Um, so... Uh, so what happens if you assume that true, that true is related by this Boolean type to false? What can you derive? Well, what you can derive is that no matter what relation you're thinking of, um, all the left components of the ordered pairs of, those relation, of that relation are related to all the right components. So it's kind of a triviality you're basically showing that all relations are trivial, but but not in the sense that they relate absolutely everything to absolutely everything. Just in the sense that um, if they are going to relate like x to x prime, and they're going to relate y to y prime, then they also are going to relate x to y prime. Any left component is related to any right component of the relation, and uh, of a tuple of the relation. And so, and that's exactly what you can derive in relational type theory. You can derive um, if true is related by bool to false, and if you have two pairs, oh, and if you have any relation R, and two pairs related pairs, um, two pairs related by R, uh, you know, two pairs of values, each of which pair, each pair of which is each pair is being related by R, then. Um, then you can prove that the first component uh, is related to the second component across the pairs. So just as I said, x related to uh, x prime, y related to y prime, you can prove x related to y prime. I was looking on the internet to see if there's some name. Maybe some alert listener will know <laughs> or find out. Uh, I couldn't find if there's a sort of a standard name for this property. That's sort of It's sort of saying that your relation is trivial because... Um, yeah, 
whatever the domain is and the ranges of the relation, that the relation is just the set of all ordered pairs. It's the set of it's just domain cross range. Anyhow, um, so how do you prove this? Well, if true is equal to false, it says pick any two pairs, as I said before, and then true of let's call the pairs x and x x related to x prime, y y related to y prime. It says that true of x y is going to be related by the relation to false of x prime y prime. Now, thanks to beta eta closure of these relations, true x y is is just I mean that's beta equivalent to just x. And so if if we know from true equals or true related by bool to false, if we know that um, uh, true xy is related to something, we also know x is related to something. And similarly, if we know false x prime y prime is related, then we know y prime is related. So what I'm saying is from true xy related by this arbitrary relation r uh, to false x prime y prime, that means that x is related by this mystery relation to y prime, which again is this kind of, I don't know what you want to call it, relational triviality or something. Um, so, and I, you, that, so that can be proved in relational type theory. And so you get a, a, a version of disjointness of ranges. Um, this particular, you know, the inter sort of interesting point to mention is that uh, I hope you're sort of able to follow my argument there. Uh, I've been humming and umming a little bit more because I'm driving through an unfamiliar part of Iowa just outside where I live to go on a little errand I have to do. I'm passing a pretty long parked train with some tanker cars that look like I don't know what could be in them. They're not covered with graffiti, so that means they're, they look like they're in use. It's pretty long. Um, wow, it just goes and goes. Anyway, uh, so um, these exciting sights are probably distracting me a little bit as I navigate to my destination. Uh, but So the form of inconsistency we get is this sort of relational triviality. We don't get, from the argument I just gave you, It'd be sort of nice that like true related by bool to false gives you that, for example, um, any relation relates any two terms that you want. I mean, that would be a pretty strong form of uh, inconsistency. And what I just, just described is a weaker form than that. It doesn't, it doesn't go quite that far. Uh, but it's still, I mean, it's still definitely, you know, identifiable as some kind of form of inconsistency. Um, okay, well, uh, I have just about reached my destination here. The train is still going. Funny thing about a train. Uh, so, <laughs> thank you for listening, and thanks to the person who asked me that question. Appreciate your, um, your question there. And so feel free to hit me up with other questions by email or about the, uh, the stuff I'm talking about here. I'm kind of coming to the end, I think, of what I want to say about relational type theory, and uh, I'm, I have an idea for what I'm going to talk about next, so uh, there, a new chapter is coming pretty soon, which we'll, I think we'll come back to some more um, traditional topics, not just my own research here, although I appreciate you listening to me talk about it. It's been helpful for me to think about it. Okay, so uh, take care wherever you are, and hope, uh, hope things are good for you.